When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation? How are we doing? It's Arthur Most. It's Wesley Ewing. And that means it's the Steelers Blitz. And we are excited to be back. <sighs> it's nothing like that offseason schedule. But nonetheless, Steelers football keeps moving. The NFL keeps moving. And we're going to keep this content rolling. So without further ado, one has a decade-long NFL experience. The other an immaculate and freshly chopped head of hair but it'll be up to you guys to figure out who is who at the end of this thing baby but with that being the case man how has my friend i haven't seen you it's been way too long man way too long yes mozi uh what since uh about 10 days or so ago when you and i hit the hit the links together hit the golf yeah, course together man. i think was the, was the Absolutely. last time we chopped it up so yeah it has been too long it's uh it's good to get back and chatting with you uh, everything's been going good. You know, we Has are your, uh, into, golf game uh, improved since then. I was just, you know, just figured out. I mean, probably, I think I just, I just get all better right, the older right. I get, regardless there of how much is, work I is. put in, you know, it's just there one of those, I think it's cause as I get older, I like, I get less frustrated out there, you know, hey, I'm just, I'm in, I'm enjoying it more than I'm, you know, really trying to shoot my best yeah. score ever. And I think in a way that helps me, honestly, it's funny how that works sometimes. Hey man, um, it's like that sometimes. <laughs> but uh but life is good uh new new baby is on to uh week number six of life Let's here so go. starting just to sleep a little bit longer overnight nothing crazy okay, yet okay but, you know, okay instead we of stepping in the every, right direction instead of getting up every two or three hours now she's getting up every you know four or five hours which is always much better um you know instead of us waking up three or four times a night now she's uh-huh. you know waking us up like twice a night so we are slowly but surely getting there cousin so uh so everything is good can't complain here as we approach the end of june no, i like that a lot right there man because like we said man when you start adding into that uh to the household multiples little ones it gets real real dicey when it comes to sleep when it comes to one plus time. one does not equal yeah two. absolutely not that math <laughs> certainly does not math man but I am glad to see you in good spirits and smiling like I Thank always you. enjoy, you well. man. You as well. Absolutely, man. But I did want to um do this a little bit early. Um, Usually, you know, whenever we have somebody pass away or something like that, man, we're typically on air, you know, within a day or two of it. But with this time, you know, just like I said, with us in our schedule right now, we haven't been on as frequently. But I did want to take time to just go back and um acknowledge 
Clark Kagan's man, um, obviously he passed away. It was a uh, June nineteenth, uh, the day that that we actually had our golf outing, man. Um, but yeah, passed away at forty six years old, man. Obviously we know Clark Kagan's fifth round draft pick here came right after uh Joey Porter came, man, and um, you know, was a part of that Super Bowl winning team. Uh, was a really good and consistent, productive player for this team. When you talk about some of those elite defenses, he was one of those guys that was a part of that group. You know, he was one of those guys that yeah, he wasn't talked about as much as a Joey Porter but when you talk about the guys like Larry Foots that's when you start thinking of a guy like Clark Higgins and you're like no you don't win championships or a championship without that guy being heavily a part of this rotation heavily a part of this defense man and he even pulled the true iconic you know pure Pittsburgh move by once he finished up took that trip out west to AZ like you're supposed to you know it's like across the board man this dude you know, did what he was supposed to do as a Steeler, as a Steelers linebacker. And like I said, man, anytime we lose one of those type of guys, man, one of those true legends in the game, it definitely, you know, deserves some time for us to just acknowledge him, man. And like I said, not just his career, but who he was as a person as well, man. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad you, because again, you know, we this, this happened now 10 days ago. Um, yeah. So it wasn't necessarily at the forefront of my mind when you and I, you know, hopped on this Zoom call to, do our show and uh, we're discussing the topics that we wanted to discuss and things that we wanted to, uh, to, you know, kick around on the show today. Um, you know, talking about Clark Higgins wasn't really at the forefront of my mind. Cause again, it's been almost two weeks since his passing, but I'm glad that you remembered that we hadn't discussed that yet here on the show because uh, that absolutely, he absolutely deserves uh, some yeah. of our time here, even though it is, you know, a little bit after the fact. Um, well, well, first I, off, he's a linebacker. All right. So it doesn't matter. Linebackers, if you played Pittsburgh and you were, excuse me, if you played in Pittsburgh and you were a linebacker, we always got time for you. That's right. Whether you're above the ground or if you're going on to the next world, either way, we got time for you, baby. And you mentioned that, um, you know, the Super Bowl 40 um, Steelers team, man, everything you said is absolutely correct. And I'll even piggyback off of that a little bit because that's obviously my wheelhouse. That was my freshman. That was my freshman year of high school. That's Talk when about I was, it. That's when I was 14 years old, I think, when the when the Steelers, because they won the Super yeah. Bowls my freshman year and my senior year of high school, which was actually a pretty cool way to uh that's to a book, pretty elite high school things. experience. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and everything you said is absolutely correct. You know, he didn't get the conversation and the adulation and the love um of Troy Palomalu and Joey Porter and Casey Hampton and some of these other guys. Um even, you know, James Farrier, another linebacker as well, too. But Clark Higgins was crazy important um, to that defense, to that team, to that Super Bowl run. He had a sack in the Super Bowl against Seattle. He had, mm-hmm. I think, nine sacks that season when career considering, high. right? That was a career high for him during that time. He's Absolutely, supposed to be, a, and I'm using air quotes here, right? If he's supposed to be the Batman to Joey Porter, you'll take nine sacks from your from your number two, uh, mm-hmm. you know, edge edge rusher there as well, too. Hopefully we're getting some TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith vibes going in that talk direction. About this it, talk about it. But it's funny, too, how you mentioned Joey Porter Sr., obviously, now that we have to distinguish in this conversation. Oh, good call. You're right. I probably should have <laughs> specified that. It's funny how, like, kind of, you you don't often talk about one without the other or to be fair you probably talk about senior more than you talk than you talk about Clark Higgins without bringing Joey into the conversation right. 
but they actually went to the same college and, and Joey mm-hmm. Porter was just a year older than him at Colorado State. And then they end up on the Steelers together and, and go on to win a Super Bowl and all that. So obviously Being drafted in back to back seasons. That's pretty, pretty crazy. Cool, man. Out of the, out of the same cool. out of the same university yeah. playing the same position like it. It's, and it's not it's, like we talking Bama or USC or James Ohio Madison. State, like, yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, And so, again, I like. Just part of the reason, and, and you know this, I think it's part of the reason why you and I hit it off so well, what, five, six years ago when we when yeah. we met for the first time and started just kind of cold turkey doing a show together. We met one time and then the next week it was like, all right, let's start doing the show together. Yep. Uh, I I love the linebacker position, right? Uh, I, I mean, that's it's part of growing up as a Steelers Thanks. fan in the, in the 90s and the 2000s. Like that, those guys to me, the Joey Porters, the Debo's, the James Farriers, um, I mean, the Arthur Motes is the Ryan Shaziers. Those those were always the guys. Man, we just try to hang out a little bit, man. Just be, obviously, you know, my my grandpa and my uncles telling me all about Ham and Lambert and the list goes on and on and on of, of the great linebackers that this organization has has had Hall of Famers uh, after Hall of Famers over the years. Um, to me, man, he was part of that. I, I think part of what really drew me that to, again, was the first time the Steelers were really good in my life was around when I was 12, 13, 14 years old. Um, and you know, that's when I'm really starting to get into sports too. And just that linebacker core of him and him and, and Joey Porter senior with Farrier and foot on the inside. I mean, they were so much, every, every aspect of that defense was fun to watch. I was right? about to say that was a very, very <laughs> fun defense. To every, watch back every then, defense. And then, you know, and then they bring in Lamar Woodley and they rotate a couple other it's pieces. It's like, oh, it just keeps getting like, better and better keep, and better. And you, yeah. And you wonder why, you know, people in Pittsburgh are so obsessed with linebackers and linebacker yeah. play. Um, but he was part of that. He was a huge part of that defense, um, a huge part of, you know, bringing winning football back to Pittsburgh. I think that's probably the last thing I would say to to wrap up, uh, you know, my memories of, of Clark Hagan's. Um, it's I think it's it's tough for some people to grasp now. Maybe if you are five to seven years younger yeah. than me or down. Right. If you're if you're in your mid 20s right now or younger you probably don't really remember a time that the Steelers weren't expected to contend for a Super Bowl. Mm, talk about I it. Promise you, when I was a kid, that was not the that case. That was not the case. No, no one no. was. No one was burning up. That was not burning the up case. Twitter. Well, there wasn't Twitter back then. No one was burning up the the Stan Savage no, no, no. phone no, no, no. lines saying it, the standard it, 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 is the it standard. Was, it was Facebook and, and and Messenger and all that other stuff. There we go. No one was on their instant messenger, right? Yeah. Or on their pagers or uh. beepers saying the standard is the standard. Bill Cower and Mike Tomlin brought that back, but I'm telling you, that wasn't necessarily the feeling in the 90s and the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, people still loved the Steelers. The Steelers were still kings in this town. That's not what I'm saying. But there was not the expectation, I'm telling you, to win the Super Bowl every single year until Ben Roethlisberger, Jerome Bettis, and that Steelers defense, you know, got the Steelers really close the year before, you know, go 15 and one into the AFC championship game. And then they end up breaking through the following season and winning Super Bowl 40 and, you know, doing it for, for Jerome and doing it, you know, getting one for the thumb, which was a huge thing in Pittsburgh at the time. We need that fifth ring. We need one for the thumb down in the strip district. All the T-shirts said one for the thumb. And it was the first time the Steelers had won the Super Bowl in 25 years which to some fan bases doesn't sound like a lot, right? Like, no, tell me, but, but tell, me right, tell me right now, WVU wins a national championship in 25 years, and I'll sign, we, I'll sign hey, for that blood, baby. Talk about it. We'll be over here like, yep, that works. That's fine. 
but you know, in, in Pittsburgh, 25 years between Super Bowls is a lifetime. And uh, and Clark Higgins, again, he while he might not be one of the first names that people mention, he was an instrumental part in uh, in getting that one for the thumb and and revamping the Steelers' culture and that belief and that expectation every single year to contend. Uh, and man, just 46 years old, so sad. Uh, you know, thoughts and and prayers with him and well, with his family and and all yeah, of his loved no, ones, seriously. obviously, because that's you know, it's not it's not someone passing away in their 80s where you know it's a, a, not easy, but a little bit easier to stomach. Yeah. I mean, he's 46 years old. This this is that's a tough. One. Typically, so the problem the of your life is what family. you're anticipating. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, 46, man. Absolutely. And, um, I don't think we've still found any information in terms of like how we passed right or have you seen anything i haven't seen anything you haven't seen anything yet so it's unfortunate man definitely unfortunate but like you said man just want to make sure we took some time to acknowledge um like i said clark man and his just his life you know what good on you like i said good on you for bringing that up because we absolutely needed to to give him some time now without a doubt man without a doubt well i do want to stick with the linebacker theme if that's all right with you and if it's not, we're still going to stick with it anyways, just because it's a Moats host day. Okay. I don't even know mm-hmm. what day of the week it is anymore, but it's just me. All right. So, Moats day. Moats day. All right. So, on this here Moats day, ding, ding, ding. We did bring in somebody and welcome somebody new to that Steelers linebacker family who actually has been almost to heaven. Oh. Oh, you're and, just te- you're just teeing me up. So and, you go right for my you go right for my Steelers childhood <laughs> nostalgia to start, and then you come right for the Mountaineers. I mean, you're just teeing me up. Today, come right? on, man. You know, a little, little almost heaven, local prospect, Bethel Park product. We did sign a linebacker, Nick Kwiatkowski, man. So, um, with Nick, I was happy when I saw you from West Virginia. That's all I cared about when I first. I was like, yo, I don't care if he's good or not. He played at WU. I know Wes is somewhere smaller. That's all I could think of. All right. You funny. But in terms of Nick, though, man, I do like the pickup. Um, Talk about a guy that has started in this league, has made plays in this league, has gotten a nice second contract in this league, has went from the bottom to the top of it, and then kind of back to the bottom. And now he's going to get a chance to see where he goes from here. Is this the end of his career or does he, you know, make a swan song and start coming back in terms of getting back on defense or is he just going to age out as a special teamer? But he's kind of in that phase right now, but good athlete, man, rangy enough. I wouldn't call him a true cover linebacker, but I do say that he, I will say that he moves well and he understands how to cover Think of it more so in the in the vein of Spillane in coverage. Mm-hmm. Not the greatest athlete, but highly effective, knows what he's doing, has great eyes, anticipation, is going to get his hands on footballs. That's Nick. Nick isn't afraid to come downhill. When you watch Nick as a pass rusher, he's trying to hurt the running back. We say you do one or two ways. You either beat him or you hurt him. If you could beat him with a move, cool. If you can't, run him over every single time until he starts second-guessing it. And Nick takes the latter approach, which I am completely fine with. I know you are. But when you look at Nick, man, Nick's coming off of, uh, let's see, this is going into his seventh season. And he spent so. yeah, spent uh, his first four years, or excuse me, this would be his eighth season. He's completed his seventh season. Yes, yeah. this will be his eighth year. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So um, played his first four in Chicago with the Bears. And that's where he had, you know, multiple starts and things like that. Went to Vegas two years. Um, that's where he had the nice contract, but ultimately uh, did not 
you know, have a ton of success after the fact, playing only eight games that second year. And then last year, played in Atlanta exclusively on special teams. But now here he is. And I do think this is a great opportunity because of the fact that we're not loaded at the inside. If we look at our defense, that's kind of the one position where we say to ourselves, well, we can still add something in here. We, we can still, it's a little light right now. So for Nick, he's going to get a legitimate opportunity to come in here and see what he can do in terms of revitalizing his career as a defender versus exclusively as a special teamer. But that was like my initial thoughts on him, man. What say you though, Mr. Dovu? Because I know this is your guy. You know, they're pretty, pretty, pretty good by you. I mean, I tell you what, you, you, you've done your research, you've done your homework. Well, I, well, I, I knew if I didn't, you was gonna hit me with the wall in college. You know, he played in the three, three, five, and he had to be able to move like this, and, and you know what I mean. So, yeah, did you know he was a former safety coming out? Like, I just, I just didn't know how you was gonna wow, do this thing. Wow, you have done, man. Look at you. I, you I, just, I just didn't know how you was going. I didn't know he was going with this thing. Man. Pretty good, pretty good wide receiver. Pretty good wide receiver in high school at Bethel Park as well, that's, too. That's yeah, what I heard. That's what I heard. Um, man. So. I mean, you know, listen, I, I love all things WVU. Anyone who has listened to this show for longer than a fart knows how much, uh, you know, I talk about and 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 my, live vicariously and my happiness hinges upon WVU athletics, which has been a dark place to be the last couple of years. And I don't know if it's getting any better, but obviously the WVU guys from Western Pennsylvania have a very soft spot, yeah. spot in my heart, right? I mean, we talk about, uh, the Morty Ivies of the world, the Mark Bulgers of the yeah. world, the Rashid Marshalls of the world, mm. the, Dra- the Drayvon Henrys of the world, right? Um, Dan Moseses of the world, the guys who come from the Pittsburgh area and have a lot of success down at WVU. Nick Kwiatkowski was one of those. He was all Big 12. He was a fourth-round draft pick for a reason, right? I mm-hmm. mean, he, he, had a, he was a 100-tackle guy you know, in a season in college, all that different kind of stuff. Was a good player at WVU, fourth round by the Bears, had uh, a couple really solid seasons with the Bears, particularly his fourth year there, had a really good year, got that contract with Vegas, like you mentioned, had a really good first year in Vegas, and then hasn't quite been the same. So that would have been his last year with Chicago, his first year with Vegas, 2019, and then 2020. So in 2019 and in 2020, he was outstanding. He was an 80-tackle guy. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he was Bobby Wagner or anything like that, but I I, I think he, he was, was – if you were if you were you know ranking every you know every linebacker in the NFL, I bet you yeah. he was certainly in the top twenty. You know, top yeah. fifteen. He was good. Maybe. He was a good player. He had two back to back really nice seasons yeah. in in nineteen and in twenty. Um, kind of like Robert Spillane on steroids yep. a little bit, if you, mm-hmm. if you if you will. Um, and then just hasn't quite been the same. Underperformed a little bit. He's had some injuries as well too. He's now thirty years old, which is not you know old, but it's not young in football terms anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's played seven years in the league. You can speak to that. That takes a toll on you, all those mm-hmm. different things. Um, didn't have the most success in Atlanta last year, was injured the year before that when he was still in Vegas. So I think I think Nick Kwiatkowski is worth taking a flyer on because like you said, I mean, doesn't this hasn't this seemed like an off-season theme? I mean, I mentioned Ryan Shazier a few minutes ago, speaking of somebody else who was at the Arthur Motes Charity Golf Classic, baby. Hey, the McGuire McGuire Memorial. Um, Let's go. Ever ever since the summer after he had that tragic injury, I mean, the Steelers have turned over and turned over and turned over and turned over and turned over. Near, far, and wide into the The, depths of the ocean. The middle linebackers. I mean, there's been a, if you include the guys that they brought in this year, there's been a cool dozen guys there that they have. Worked yeah. in and out to more success to to less success. Some free agents, Drafty some guys, top ten draft picks, some guy, yeah, trading Joe Schobert, trading for Joe Schobert yeah. type players. 
They've tried everything. I think Kwiatkowski has a chance here because while we'll talk more about a Landon Roberts and Cole Holcomb and some of these other guys, mm. Nick Kwiatkowski, if he's healthy, has just as an accomplished career as, as yeah. those guys, if not maybe a little bit more, if you look at his two best seasons, albeit that were 2019 and yeah. in 2020. So still 30 years old, not old, not young anymore, is mm-hmm. a good special teams contributor. That's how he cut his teeth at, at WVU and, and got into you know games early as a, as a freshman and then really breaking in as a sophomore down. That's in the secret. All my so, young athletes. That's the if, secret. If you want to play early, get if he on can teams. be on if he can be on the roster, healthy, contribute on yeah. special teams. Um, I think this will be worth it. And then you never know what ends up happening with the linebacker position. If he overperforms expectations, if there's some injuries, he's certainly a good depth piece in that regard. He's not going to be a disaster if you have to play him, start him in a couple games at linebacker. So I like it, obviously. Pittsburgh kid, WVU kid. Hopefully there's there's still some tread left on those tires as he uh, you know comes back home to maybe end his career with the team he grew up rooting for. Pretty cool. No, I feel like he should, man. When you talk about the tread on his tides, when you talk about what he potentially brings to this defense, I'm excited about it because of the fact that outside of Cole Holcomb and Landon, we didn't have a ton of depth within stadium experience. Yes, we talked Mark Robinson, but it was very limited in terms of the amount of experience it was getting in the handful of games that he played in last season. When you talk Nick, Nick has started. Nick has played on multiple teams and had to play and make plays for multiple teams, multiple defenses. That is the type of stuff that you want. That's versatility. That means your game travels. That means that you've seen some stuff and you understand how to adapt to it and ultimately survive in this league. <clears throat> with that, though, it pushes the rest of the group, though. Mm. So when you talk about Mark Robinson, it's going to push him. When you talk about Atlanta Robinson, it's going to push him. When you talk about Cole Holcomb, now granted Cole has the little money, so he's going to be good still. And Atlanta to an extent as well. But they don't have enough money in their contract currently where it says you're above competition. (laughs) It does not say that. And that's the thing that I feel like is only going to make that inside linebacker room that much better. I'm ready to see, though, not just from the defensive standpoint that we know Nick is going to push, but also when you talk about guys like Tanner Muse. what does that do to him? Because he's viewed as the special team when we brought him over. Sure, sure. How many of them guys we going to have in that room, though? You start doing the numbers on it. Math, 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 baby. Well, hey, like the great, like the great Heath Ledger once said, Mm-mm-mm. we're gonna have tryouts. You better believe it, baby. You better believe it. But no, I'm definitely excited about it though, man. Like I said, I still don't I don't think that this keeps us from still looking though. Absolutely Particularly not. at that inside linebacker position. Yeah, if a vet comes open or say training camp time frame somebody goes down or anything like that man not here but just league wide like if it's sure, a big sure. name or somebody like that that we can go get i would not be surprised man if we still went over there and had a little interest listen in small sample size so far but i think we all know that uh omar khan is willing to be aggressive at least what we've seen to this yeah. point small sample size yeah you're right this it improves your depth hopefully you get a little better in the margins um and maybe again there's some unforeseen upside there potentially but i think you're right um, it also doesn't procure you from from doing something else yeah. in this position if you think a, a better move or the right move is out there. Now, without a doubt, without a doubt. But now it is time to hit this break real quick because when we come back, we got to have a little fun, Wes. Can we have a little fun? Oh, I love fun. I feel like I feel like we had a couple of tweets come in. So what I want us to do is this. When we come back, we're going to start the second oh, segment. 
with these tweets, all right? And then we're going to get after it, baby. And for those listening, I know you want to get involved at the body 52 and at Wesley Euler. Go good hair. Are the handles, baby. So it's that simple. Hit us up on the Twitter.com. But this is Arthur Motes, and that's Wesley Euler, and this is Steelers Nation Radio. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 